Hey friends, today I am going to answer a very common question of should my business be outwardly faith-based? Should I only market to Christians? You guys, this is a conversation that I have often and I have a lot of thoughts about this and I am so excited to share them with you and hopefully speak some wisdom into you today as we are heading into the episode. So I hope you enjoy. Plus, you guys, if you didn't know, we just opened up applications to our internship apprentice program. I'm going to talk more about it in a minute, but just wanted to put that out there because I'm so excited about it. So let's go. Are you a Holy Spirit-filled online coach or course creator who's ready to disrupt ministry and step into your God-given calling, share your testimony, and serve who God called you to serve? Well, if so, welcome to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast with Ashley June, where we talk about all things online business, coaching, funnels, faith, motherhood, culture, and more. You don't have to build an online business like the world. God has set you apart to do something great, and he will equip you as you walk by faith and not by sight. You also don't have to do it alone. There's a community of incredible freedom and faith-filled women in my online community who are here to stir you up, hold you accountable, and be your hype girls during the up and down mountain journey of navigating the online business world in a fallen world. If we haven't met, I'm Ashley June, MBA, multi-six plus figure online business owner, wife to an ex-ski bum, mama to three crazy little wild ones, and a wannabe surf babe who believes we have been placed in the business battlefield and it's time to put on our Joan of Arc and take back the territory. I help women, coaches, and course creators launch and scale their online businesses to consistent 10 to 50K months while putting on their Holy Spirit Activate and trusting God to do the rest through letting faith, strategy, and grit guide them rest. After running a local photography business for six years and then shutting it down cold turkey in 2018 out of obedience, I am no newbie to the battleground of entrepreneurship. I turned away 250 clients that next year so I could build what God was telling me to build with a newborn at home and two others under five. It finally clicked for me when I submitted to God's way and stopped being so fearful of how man told me to run my business. Since then, it's been a journey, but I get to share it with you every step and stumble of the way. Imagine building an online coaching business that literally is your ministry and not only brings in the bucks, but gives you the freedom to give to the causes and ministries that set your heart on fire. This is something you can do, and it doesn't have to be that hard if you'll just step into what God has called you to do, trust the process, and walk in the obedience of his order. We don't have to fight it, you guys. This isn't the prosperity gospel, and I am your non-woke girl. (laughs) And I will tell you, it doesn't happen overnight, but sowing God. God's way will always bring forth an incredible harvest and even more joy. Go ahead and grab the bubble-filled drink, hot chai latte, or heck, grab a piece of pizza as you step into today's episode. Can't wait to see you in there. Happy Tuesday, you guys. Uh, I am really excited to talk about this topic today. I feel like I have so much to say about this, so many thoughts. Um, I'm going to share some of my own story and my own journey of how I, you know, stepped into actually becoming a faith-based business because it wasn't where I actually started my business journey. In fact, it was a very small piece of it. And I'm going to kind of talk about that. And so I'm excited because, um, the way that God can like totally change a heart to be open to this stuff and just how, you know, stepping away from what the world says that you should be doing versus what God says you, you know, should be doing. It's really, really, um, it's, it's an interesting revelation, you know, like stepping into starting a faith-based business, 
pivoting over to one. Um, and I'm just excited to share my thoughts on this. Anyway, before we get started today, many of you have been super excited that we have an internship program that is opening up for applications. And I am so excited about this. You know, I have been thinking for a long time that in uh, having an internship program that I would get to bring women into my business who maybe they don't have the uh, money to invest in my bigger programs, but they still want to get into my world right now. Um, maybe they are really wanting to start a business, but just don't know where to start. And they would feel so much more comfortable if they could like be in it with someone else. And I have a lot of people who are always asking for scholarships to our programs. And um, I don't give scholarships because I feel like, to be honest, most of the time, if you just give something away, people don't tend to reciprocate or they don't value it. And in the past, I've noticed that when people are not working for something, that they don't tend to utilize the resources, like the resources do not feel as valuable to them. And so as I was thinking about how I could create something that would not only benefit, you know, these women who are asking for scholarships in my business, but also benefit me in terms of helping me build my team and really work on the internal things. This is where this internship program was created. And I'm actually calling this an apprenticeship program. Um, I'm going to keep saying internship because it's just like easier to roll off of the tongue, but it truly is an apprenticeship program where you guys are going to get to come into my business, learn from me, learn from my OBM, see how things are operating, see all the inner workings of what's going on, and really get into the nitty gritty details of selling, content creation, marketing, all of it. So you can understand how to start, launch, build, um, and scale your own coaching business or online business someday. And this is invaluable. You know, it's so interesting to me because the women that I have brought into my business throughout the years to work for me have walked away with incredible knowledge and an incredible skill set of things that can not only help them in their future businesses or their online businesses or as they're growing, but they feel so much more confident. You know, um, I have two ladies that, um, one is currently working for me and one was, uh, my previous person who was like my main, my OBM and, um, they actually started a podcast together. And so <laughs> as Sarah's probably listening to this, cause she's writing up notes and everything, she's going to be like, Ooh, you're giving me a shout out. Um, but it's so cool because they have told me that through working with me and the experience of being inside of the online business world and seeing, you know, the ins and outs and the moving pieces that it has been literally like invaluable in terms of their growth. And my hope for you guys too, is not necessarily to just stay working in my business. My hope is that you guys, you know, will launch out and go into your own businesses someday, you know? Um, and I'm just excited, you know, to kind of provide a learning environment in that where not only will you be better benefited, but I will also be benefited in my business. And so uh, a couple of the positions, I'm opening up three internship positions. One is a marketing and support um, apprentice. And this is basically someone who is really going to work closely with me and my OBM and um, behind the scenes and kind of do a little bit of everything, a lot of project support, um, a lot of social media help. Um, and honestly, just kind of help us keep all the moving pieces organized, double-checked, 
yada, yada, yada. You'll see all the details on the page. You can actually go to the show notes to check this out as well. Um, and then our second position is going to be more of an engagement oriented person. This is someone who's going to be really working inside of the nitty gritty social media aspects of engaging with potential clients and learning about sales conversations and, um, you know, getting into the DMs, getting into the Facebook group, really building community. It's it's going to be a very interesting position because this person is really going to learn not only how to sell, but how to really engage people around them and create an audience that is just so obsessed with what you're doing because we're giving them that personal, individualized attention. And so I'm super excited about this engagement position. And then the third position that we're going to have is actually a um, basically like a content, um, creator slash, uh, production person. And in this position, this person is really going to be helping us with content creation strategy, actually creating content, copywriting, um, getting things, you know, set for captions, a lot of nitty gritty work. And so there's different skill sets that each of these positions are going to require, but I really think that there is going to be a good fit for each of you guys out there. Um, one of the positions are really going to speak to you and I'm really excited to have these three new people come into our world and come um, onto our team in in the capacity of somebody who is really willing to be in a season of incredible service um, so they can get the support and uh, get access to our programs and um, ultimately uh, dive in to what running a multiple six-figure online business is like. And it's actually kind of a neat thing because I've kind of thought, okay, do I actually want to hire out these positions instead of create an internship program? Um, and this is where I was going back and forth for a long time. I mean, I've had my current, um, my current folks, you know, my current team working on a lot of the current roles and a lot of these things. And so we're going to be taking, you know, jobs from my main gal and, you know, putting them onto the interns and just kind of getting more efficient with our structure and our team and whatnot. And it's interesting because I really was like, gosh, should I just hire these out instead of like do an internship? But I felt like the Lord really put it on my heart that the right people who are going to do the best work and really be committed to the mission and the culture of what you're doing are willing to make the sacrifice to come in and learn from you, Ashley, you know? And so I, I just it just clicked for me. I was like, huh, why did I not do this earlier? Um, and I've had, you know, some good people come in, but I've also had some lemons and hiring a team and, and all of that, you know, like that can, it's a journey when you guys get into the scale phase of things, like you'll understand that like, it is just, it is a journey, not only as a leader, you know, directing a team, um, but just finding good quality people who are willing to do the work and are willing to have a learning attitude and, um, are just open for the experience and have a good work ethic, you know? And so it's, it's few and far between these days. And so when there is some stake in the game, that's bigger than just getting a paycheck. Um, like there's actually heart, you know, that's associated with it. I think that we're all just going to end up in a better place. So anyway, you guys, applications are open for that. Um, hopefully they will only be open for about a week. We're honestly going to take applications, see what we have, um, conduct interviews. You'll be doing most likely an interview with uh, Sarah, my main gal. Um, and then if you pass her approval, you'll be doing an interview with me for a final, um, all of that after going through an extensive application process. And 
yeah, you guys, I can't wait. So go to the show notes, check out all the details on the internship program. It is going to be so, so good. And I am so excited to have you in there, but let's get started on today's episode. Um, I am really excited to talk about this. It was something that just kind of popped in my head. Um, and I'd been hearing some other things about this recently and I was like, man, I need to do an episode on this because this is something that a lot of, um, people ask me, whether it's students or whether it's, you know, people who apply for my program and are kind of trying to figure out like, is the Sela collective a good fit for me? I want to start this business, yada, yada, yada. Do I have to start a Christian business? What does this look like? You know? And so, um, we're really going to dive in to today, should I only market to Christians and should I be an outwardly faith-based business? Because I think that this is something that a lot of people are kind of, I don't know, chewing on. And it's very hard, I think, for some to be like, no, I'm going to be an outwardly faith-based business. You know what I mean? Especially if you are choosing an avenue or a vehicle of something that is kind of open to everyone, you know, so maybe you're coming from a social work background or a counseling background and you're like, well, I don't want to send anyone away, you know, like, cause I, I want to support them. And I, I also notice this in a lot of the, um, in a lot of my students who are coming from more of those servant based things, like they never want to turn people away, you know, and it's not necessarily about turning people away. Um, but I do think that this really is ultimately like where you are called. So do you have to run an outwardly Christian business? Do you have to only market to Christians? Yada, yada, yada. My answer is totally no. Um, but you just need to be where you're called. And this is really, really going to be different for everyone. And so I actually wanted to share a little bit of my story and how I got to be where I am today. Um, and honestly, just kind of talk about like why I think God might have me in this place for this moment. And then really just kind of discuss like how it is totally your choice. Okay. So 2013, you guys, I started a photography business. Um, I had been married for about two years. Life was new. We wanted to start a family, you know, chucking, chucking along. Okay. Started a photography business. I had got fired from my corporate job for refusing to basically do something that I felt like was unethical and that put me on the radar. And I had a mentor, (laughs) I mean, quote unquote mentor, um, who honestly just didn't like me. I think I just have an independent personality. I'm not somebody who is easily controlled. And I think that this person just kind of saw that I was not going to buy her stuff, you know? And, um, like I just wasn't a lemming. Like I just, I really, you know, have always been very justice oriented and have been very, you know, focused on, um, never sacrificing, you know, never sacrificing, uh, something just to get kind of the easy way out or an easy win. And so anyway, I was fired. I was very hurt from this. It was, um, a very painful thing. I had never been fired from a job before. Um, yet alone a job that I probably worked the hardest that I ever have worked in any job that I was ever in. And, um, and I had never had those types of relationships in a job either. Like I always had really great relationships with uh, bosses and supervisors and, you know, so it was just a really weird thing for me. Cause I felt like everything that I was doing, um, like I was really, really trying and I was trying to have a good relationship with this person and trying to manage it all. And I just remember, you know, going to work every day and just like praying, like, come on, God, just give me like a heart to refresh and renew this and, you know, like, and just help me forgive this person and yada, yada, yada. And, um, I, it didn't get better, but I did get fired and that was where everything got released. So I was very relieved, but also very hurt, you know? So, um, 
I decided, I was like, I, in true Scarlett O fashion, uh, or Scarlett O'Hara fashion, I decided I will never go hungry again. Like, I will never work for somebody else ever again, because I never want to be thrown away like I was thrown away from this. And if we want true job security, that's not through, you know, building uh, uh, somebody else's business, or that's not through building... Um, you know, the, the, a life in the corporate world, because they will easily let us go. If we want true job security, we really have to take control of our own destiny and build it for ourselves. So anyway, stepping into my photography business, I was on in a season of, yeah, I got this, you know, I'm going to go do this. So I built a photography business and, um, I had our first daughter about a year into that, um, business did well, you know, was growing year after year. Um, scaling, working less, making more, yada, yada, yada. Like it was really, it was a great business. It was a service-based business, but I didn't go into it with a super, um, how did I say? Like my branding and my messaging feels so much more on point for who I am today versus the, the, my branding and my messaging for what my business was. Now I definitely put like my heart into it. Um, but I don't think I realized the gravity and the depth of how much of my heart was not put into my branding and my messaging until I became a faith-based educator in 2020. And I'll kind of backtrack to what this, what this looks like. Um, but in those years, in my photography business, I started to get connected into my local community. And it was awesome. Like, I started to build friendships in my local community. Um, I met my best friend, was best friends with her for, like, five years. Then 2020 hit, and we realized, wow, like, you know, we are very, very different. Um, uh, and ultimately, like, I was, like, in the world, okay? And I did make friends who were Christians during this period of time, Um and some of them I am still friends with today, which is so awesome. Um, one of them is in my Sela program now and uh, comes to our retreats. And she's sort of like my secondhand woman, you know. And so I am super lucky that, like, I definitely still have relationships um, from those photography days that are uh, Christian-based or um, just similar, like, values um, and I'm very thankful for those people, but there were a lot of people in those days that I did connect with that were not Christians. And I feel like I was influenced by a lot of the things that were happening. And in the photography industry, there is, because it's a creative industry. I mean, it's almost like you're going to be working with people who are, um, in theater or in Hollywood or, you know, just the creative fields. You have people who are very loose, moral and value wise. Like there's just a lot of loose, um, loose morals, I would say. And I started to notice as the years went on, I was like, how, how are these people like so in support, um, of, uh, like the LGBT, uh, marriage, you know? And if I, if I was going to say, well, that does not align with my belief system. I believe that God created, you know, uh, man and woman, you know, and that man and woman are supposed to be marriage. That is true marriage. If I believe that, but I'm going to get, you know, I, I can't say that in my local photography industry because I'm going to get like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get blacklisted and canceled. And, um, anyway, canceling for me will come later, which I'll kind of explain <laughs> when I made the pivot. Um, but long story short, like I was just around people who had, um, uh, beliefs and morals that were so different from mine, not godly. And I was spending a lot of time with these people. And I actually look back now and I'm like, wow, I don't even realize, or I didn't even realize like how much my faith had kind of like faded 
in these years because I wasn't surrounding myself by the people that were going to lift me up, Christians who were going to speak into me. We were not super involved in a church um, during that period of time in the church that we were involved in, you know, during the early years of that. Um, it actually comes out that all of our friends from those days are, well, not all, probably most of them, <laughs> most of them are very woke and very progressive minded. And I'm like, how am I still just even in the Christian circles, not finding you know, people who have the same values and beliefs as me. And I think I just didn't even really realize how this kind of stuff rubbed off on me. Even though I still knew what was right and what was wrong, I became very tolerant of, oh, that's just what they believe. And it's not that big of a deal. Like we all want the same thing. You know, many of us have heard this story, right? Um, anyway, I, I, in my photography business and in those years of just being in the church and everything, I just, I, I just faded. Okay. I just, I faded. And then I was tired. I mean, I was having babies and having kids and, you know, just that, that's a really exhausting season for families. You know, we had three babies in five years, um, was building a business, all of it. And I don't know, it was just a very, very exhausting season. Okay. Um, and so, I didn't even realize like how much my faith inside of me had been lukewarm, you know, and then in 2020, um, things really, really changed for me. Now in 2018, I actually decided to close down my photography business and, um, you know, had just been around the secular world per se. Um, I had also dealt with some difficult clients. Um, and my story I think is that a lot of attacks happened because I was not <laughs> in the protection um, of where the Lord wanted me, okay? Um, and I think sometimes these transitions, they happen and it's painful. That's actually what I've noticed about most big, most big life transitions. Most of the time, you don't go out how you want to go out. Like there is some pain and some trauma like attached to these transitions. And um, I realized, like now I can look back and realize, like, wow, like I was really working with people who did not have the same values and beliefs as me, even client-wise. Now, I did have some great clients, so don't get me wrong. Um, and I think it really, like, was just not what I was supposed to be doing, you know? Like, I think I was just disconnected. I believe the lie, oh, I need to separate my faith from my business, you know? And so I brought people into my business who were not the same beliefs and values and got punished for that because we didn't operate from the same moral compass. You know, I operate from a compass of honesty and transparency and other people can operate from a compass of theft, wanting to steal, wanting to ruin reputations. And it was, it was such a wake up call for me that like, wow, like I have some people coming into my business that I have allowed to come into my safe zone into my business, you know, and they do not really want to do the right thing, you know? And so that was kind of my first experience. Then in 2018, you know, I, I closed my photography business. The Lord told me to close it, um, start an online business. I was ready to be just ready to be done, ready to step into um, the new part of it. And I knew throughout the years that like my passion for photography had been dwindling in my business and whatnot. Like I had been feeling that inside of me that God was like getting ready to to change something. And then when I had my third, that was like the moment that I was like, you know, I can change this. Like I don't just have to stay 
in this business forever. Like my heart is just not in it anymore. Like I feel like this season is kind of coming to a close and I want to enjoy my third baby. Like I don't want to have the weight of, and the pressure of having to do something that has honestly kind of like just been a heavier weight over the last year or two, you know? And so it was the coolest thing because I closed that in obedience started an online business, started teaching photographers how to build businesses, was able to tap into, you know, like my previous networks and friendships and whatnot and had my first clients out of that. But when I started my online business in the coaching world, I still wasn't faith-based, okay? And I and I was still choosing to believe the lie that like you don't have to work with someone um, who are only of the same belief systems and values. And (laughs) lo and behold, in 2020, when God really just like rocked my world in 50 billion ways, um, this was totally turned around for me. And I decided to pivot. I started speaking up about like the world and the chaos and that like just you know, like this is not like what we should be doing as a society. Um, and that like, this is an actual like spiritual war. Like this is like, this is scary. Like what we we are seeing happen. And I started speaking up and being uber transparent about my beliefs. I wasn't hiding it. I I wasn't shutting up because I was going to offend people and not that my heart is to offend people ever. Like that's not really my heart, but I think it's like what, um, gosh, I think Charlie Kirk says this, the worst type of censorship is self-censorship. I had been self-censoring myself for literally years, you know, for like seven years in my business, self-censoring, you know, and I had started self-censoring myself even with Christians. And so all of a sudden I'm, I'm placed around all of these progressive Christians or people who are not Christians at all. And I wonder like, why, why are things in my life, you know, just not, not peaceful in, in the sense of like, like, why is there this disconnect of how I am being treated by like this group of people? Like, what is wrong with me? You know, (laughs) like what is wrong with me? And, um, No, granted, I will say that this group of people who made my life hard, it was a very small percentage of all the people, you know, so, you know, in all of it. Um, But I guess what I want to say is that in 2020, I decided I was like, no more. Like uh, God totally convicted me that there is no more middle ground. We have to make a choice. We have to decide who we are going to live for, who we are going to serve. And I could not keep God out of my business anymore. And yeah, I mean, I had like the Bible verse before and, you know, I had some clients who were Christians and connected with them much better and, you know, like would kind of put some of that kind of low key in my marketing and everything. Um, But I got to the point where I was like, I can't be so low key about this anymore, honestly. And it was interesting because when I started doing this, I had more clients who came back and basically tried to defame my name, um, ask for refunds, yada, yada, yada. And then I also had an army of clients and an army of people who were like, Ashley, thank you for saying this. This is what I have been wanting to say, but I have been so scared, you know? And it's interesting because literally it was one of the scariest things for me ever to do. But when I started to do this and I started to authentically, authentically step into my calling and not keep God out of my business and truly just embrace that, like he is the most important part of my business outwardly, that it was a really hard transition because I had people, you know, who were aggressive in the pivot, but I also had an incredible level of support of people who were like, thank you. Like, you know, we have been wanting to, to see, um, 
somebody else do this. Like this gives me courage. This gives me confidence. And that was when my mission for my business and what I was really called to do just really became so clear. And all these things in my life story started to get pieced together of why God had walked me through each and every stage of this for that moment. And so you know, I know, and this is, and I'm not trying to just like convince you to only start a faith-based business. This is totally where you are. Like this is totally like what God is calling you to do. And I know a lot of my clients who start out don't actually realize that their heart is to actually serve Christians and that's where their gifts can be best utilized. But we have to make sure that we're choosing to do this because of what God is telling us to do, not because of what man is calling us to do. Okay. And, you know, we need to be a light on the hill. And our job as Christians is not to like trick people into salvation. You know what I mean? It, it's not about just, I'm, I'm going to kind of say this and I halfway mean this, I halfway don't. It's not just about building a relationship, a relationship with somebody and then asking them to come to salvation. It's that our life should be an example that they look up to and that they notice something is different about. And I don't think that means hiding our faith. And I don't think that means being quiet about things. I think that means that, to be honest, the Holy Spirit is the one who works inside of people. People who are coming into salvation want to accept Jesus into their heart. God has already been doing all of the work there. And they are low-hanging fruit, okay? They are low-hanging fruit who are looking for somebody to give them the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, Okay. And so you being honest about your faith and you standing up and being courageous about that. And obviously there's a mix of truth and love and making sure that, you know, we are doing things with grace, which is a struggle for me sometimes because I am (laughs) direct and justice minded. And so the grace piece is something that like, I have to like work out inside of myself constantly. Um, but, uh, I think my point here is that God really has called us to be that light, to give people that opportunity. And if we're trying to be like so low-key Christian all the time, just to kind of like not scare them away, like, is that truly like what God is asking us to do, you know? Or is he saying no, like, like shout about me from the rooftops. I mean, look at the apostles, like they were pretty much like, this is Jesus. This is what he did for me. Do you want to come and follow him too? Awesome. Great. Let's go. Okay. It wasn't like, I'm going to sit here for years and years and years and start to fade into, you know, and tolerate and come into the things that unbelievers are doing in their lives. It's no, I'm going to confidently step out. I know my identity. I'm going to speak about that. And I'm going to invite you into this wonderful adventure and journey with me. And so I don't know, guys, I don't know what the best answer is. I do know that right now, I think I am, you know, definitely called to work with Christians. I'm called to mentor and equip those who are more mature in their faith and want to be. And to be honest, I think it's actually a protection thing. Um, I've been called to other places in the past, but I do think that something dawned on me that maybe it is to protect everything around me, my family, not opening the doors to things, um, you know, really just making sure that I'm operating in like a healthy space of, um, keeping my own, you know, spiritual journey, um, healthy. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. Um, and so I don't know what the best balance is between, you know, working with unbelievers, 
uh, and working with believers and yada, yada, yada. But I do know that for me to really show up who God created me to be, I can do that better um, in Christian um, in the, in the Christian world. Now, does that mean I would never not work with a Christian? Absolutely not. I mean, like if I had someone who was like, Ashley, I love your program. I don't totally understand the faith aspect, but like, I really want to be in your program. Like I'm being drawn to it. And I just think that it would be a great program with me. And they were like literally coming in because they knew it all. Even if they didn't align with it all, they still knew it all. And were like about it. Then I would be totally okay with that. You know, like if they were really willing to come in and like, just had that humble heart of like, even though I don't totally understand it all, or that's not where I am, like, I know this is where I want to be, then heck yes, like, I would never turn somebody away, you know, because of something like that. Um, But more so, like, my marketing is going to be more centered around Christian women, you know, my marketing is going to be also more centered around Holy Spirit filled Christian women, because as I've seen, and as we have seen in our world, you know, like the word Christian, it does not define what Christians actually are these days, you know, and I'm like, I connect with the Holy Spirit filled Christians, you know, like you see there is a war on humanity right now. You see that this is a, um, that this is a war of good and evil. Like we are living in biblical times. Like, like you see this, you know, and you were probably somebody who saw right through a lot of the 2020 crap, 2021, 2022, like we're awoken, you know, at some point during that process, if you were not awake before that. And like, those are, those are the women that I'm like, you know, just fortifying in my, in my circle. And, um, I don't know. (laughs) And this is going to be different for everyone else. Like I have, um, I have a good friend who's in the coaching industry. She does speak a little bit more low key, um, about her, uh, belief systems and puts Bible verses in there and all of that. And she feels, you know, good where she is at the moment. Um, and so it really truly is going to be different for different people. Um, I do think some people are more called to the mission field versus more people are, or some people are called to the maybe ministry or like the, um, teaching, you know, teaching field and whatnot. And so this, or I like to look at it as the, um, the fivefold ministry, you have pastors, apostles, teachers, um, prophets and evangelists, you know, and so I'm called to teach. I am called to teach. Um, I'm probably called into the prophetic a little bit, uh, whereas other people are going to be called to evangelize. Okay. But then there's also weaknesses of each. So those who are called to evangelize, they have to really make sure that their faith and, um, relationship with God is so strong that they cannot be uh, manipulated or that they cannot be, you know, dragged down. And so that, and that's one of the things that we see with evangelists, like if they are so in the world and living of the world that they start to lose their identity, they start to become just like the world. And, And that is what happens. I think that's why we see some of these big mega church falls, like the Hillsong stuff. And um, just some of these big pastors and that sort of stuff. Like it's literally, it's like people, like they went into it, like their heart was good or wanting to do the right thing, but then they were sucked into tolerance and a lifestyle and progressive progressivism that ended up actually killing their soul, you know, and really just kind of messing up, um, what they were doing. And it's so crazy because I look back and I, I just kind of think I'm like, wow, I was on a path to do that. You know what I mean? Like I was on a path to do that. And now I just feel so much more awake of like, wow, like the devil really is like prowling around. Like he wants to pounce on us. He wants to jump on us. And so I am so acutely aware of so many areas in my life. And there's still a lot of not 
perfect areas, obviously you guys, um, and sins that I still struggle with that I've, you know, just kind of like, God, why will you not break? Like, why will you not give me breakthrough in this? I can't do it on my own, you know? (laughs) Um, and so like, there are still those things in my life, but being acutely aware of something like a sin is a sin versus fading into like just a complete apathy for it, you know? And I think the more that we are around the world, the more we become like the world that, we are going to start to fade into that. And so evangelists have to be incredibly, incredibly careful, you know? Um, Now I could also say the same thing on people who are in the church because it's very easy to become judgmental and it's very easy to, you know, not help and serve people because you just don't want to get near it. You know, you're kind of like casting out demons everywhere and you're to the point where like, you're not actually like opening yourself up to help people because everything you're like, you're demonizing everything, you know? And so there's unhealthy, unhealthy spots in each. And, you know, I think we will forever struggle with the perfect balance of what this looks like. Um, but I guess to, to kind of conclude, you know, we need more Christians to buy from. And so I have gotten to the point in my business where not only am I marketing to Christians, most of the people in my programs are actually building programs for Christians. And this excites me because if I go to find a business coach, it is so hard to find a Christian who is doing exactly what I need to do. Okay. Um, if I was going to go, uh, find a health coach, you guys, I want to work with a Christian. I want someone who is going to be focused on biblical wellness because that is going to keep me in line with where my health and wellness goals should be. Okay. If I'm going to go get marriage counseling, I want to work with somebody who is a Christian who looks at marriage from a biblical world view. Okay. Not like a twisted psychology, yada, yada, yada. I have 50, I have a PhD and da, 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 da. It's all rigged. You guys, it's all rigged. Um, not saying that your education is rigged if you have a PhD more so we are taught so that this education, this, uh, this idol of education and degrees and PhDs and masters are more important than the wisdom of the Bible. You know, that like that knowledge, like that knowledge is so much more of an idol than, than what we are actually called to do biblically speaking. Okay. That's what I mean by that. <laughs> but I just know that in my life, like those are the people that I want to work with. And there is such a shortage of them, you guys, because all of y'all, like I was doing, <laughs> wanted to serve everybody. And so, so many people like me were searching for people like you who need to start Christian businesses and market to Christians and provide things for Christians that they can't get from the world because that will start to bring them down. We are searching for you, you guys. We are searching for you. And so I just want to encourage you, like, if God is calling you to do that and that is the piece of your heart, stop running from it because you feel this weird, icky, religious spirit spirit weight of, oh, business and faith can't mix or I have to serve everybody or yada, yada, yada. Do what God has called you to do. And that may be different. That may be different than me. Okay. It may be different than me, but I hope that, that this episode is helping walk people, um, just push you a little bit closer to niching down 
So, <laughs> okay, guys, before we close out, reminder that we have applications for the internship open. So excited about this. Um, you are going to learn from me and you're going to learn from my team and just be part of a community. Um, we will be doing pretty extensive training. There's an onboarding process. Uh, you're actually, since you guys are my first interns, you guys are actually going to be coming in and kind of helping us strategize and build this out in a way that is going to help future interns, um, come into the program as we continue to grow. And I'm just excited. I'm excited to bring you into my world. Um, the women that are willing to step into that season of service and work with us and then in exchange get on the job training, which is so valuable as well as application, um, and education that is going to walk them through everything that they need to build an online business. Okay. So I love it. I'll see you in there. Also guys, the Sela collective is open for, um, applications. If you are looking for the 12 month group coaching program, if you're not wanting to come into the internship because you don't have time, um, to do the work for someone else before you come in and start working on your own business and, or things are just busy and you know that you just want to step into building your own thing, um, right now, come into that, put your application into the Sailor Collective. All of these um, links are in the show notes. So I'm excited to have you guys come in and yeah, I will see you guys next week. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me on the house. Okay. Also guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community. We do challenges. We do free trainings. We do various things throughout the year. And I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.